Hey everyone, I'm Ravi Gundlapalli, your host for the Mentorship Podcast, where we bring to you untold stories, yet powerful stories of mentorship from around the world. Today, I have the honor of having a very, very special guest who I actually met through an article in the Rotarian magazine. Some of the words that he had to say about wisdom about the about the power of the elderly really touched me which is why i somehow found his contact information online and here we are with jim jim how do we say your last name it's puppy just like puppy dog yeah oh jim puppy okay oh. wonderful jim <laughs> what a pleasure to meet you today and uh, you know you you are in north dakota i am here in silicon valley and we get connected through an article that really resonated with me um so I, i want to read for for our for our listeners um a short excerpt jim puppy knows that old age is not a long slide into irrelevance and that getting through life and through hardship can increase the value of one's life golden words the other one that touched my heart there's a vast resource of knowledge experience and wisdom that's been untapped most of the problems we have in the world today could be solved by a good grandma those are the words from jim puppy jim welcome to our show well thank you so jim um i couldn't get your bio so tell our listeners uh, your background uh, because i could only know that you have retired So what's your story Jim? Uh certainly uh I was uh, born and raised uh on a farm uh up in north eastern North Dakota. I went to country school. Um enjoyed the farm life, the childhood interacting with uh with my family as well as relatives who were close by. We had a lot of gatherings together which was very uh very heartwarming very comforting to me uh, growing up to know that you belong to a group uh then I went on and uh, graduated from the University of North Dakota and I was drafted in the military and I spent a year in Vietnam when I came back from Vietnam I worked for the Veterans Administration and part of my duties was uh working with former prisoners of war and that was life changing for me life changing in a sense that I saw people who were very resilient. Uh they weren't asking for much. They call themselves survivors. They weren't heroes. The heroes were the ones that that did not come back. So that was the impetus for me to write the book uh Dakota Attitude. Amazing. So you actually worked for the military and then the Veterans Administration and then decided to go on this journey. Um I read in the I read in the article that You spent almost 14 years uh, visiting over 617 towns. That's just a massive exercise that you went through. What was the motivation, Jim? The motivation was to find out what the people in North Dakota thought, not only in the large towns but in the smaller towns as well because they they a lot of times overlooked. There's a vast resource of information, of wisdom, of knowledge information that we can gain from them and we can learn a lot about life and maybe uh, uh as a result uh, uh to 
you know, by, by learning about it, that we could uh, uh, practice that or bring that into our own lives and help us, uh, you know, find more meaning in life as well. So they were the teachers and, and, uh, and uh, you know, I was a student. And uh, in North Dakota, it seems like we know more about the soil than what we know about the people themselves. So I was out there and I wanted to, to find out what was on their minds, what they, can, what they could convey to us and what is something that we can learn, to, uh, learn, learn from them. Fantastic. You know, one, one comment you made in the article or in, in the words you, you shared was they were not angry. They seemed pretty content, pretty happy. Was, the, was that uh, a surprise for you? Well, it seems like those that have went through a lot in life have, have contentment. And uh, you look back of these people that I interviewed, uh, uh, over 600 people, most of them, I'd say close to all of them, they went through some hard times. They went through the, the 30s, the 40s. We talk about the Dust Bowl. We talk about uh, uh, depression. We talk about illness. And so they were able to, uh, to uh, be resilient as a result of that. And, and they, they really knew, understand what life was about. And uh, I, I, I think that, that those people that have gone through the most in life are, are ones that, that are, 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 are more content. There, there's more, uh, more satisfaction in their life because they have, have experienced so much more. It's amazing. It's, it's, actually, it's actually very interesting observation that people who went through tough times are actually happier than people who seem happy today. Uh, because maybe the people who went through hard times are, are really happier at heart Versus people who probably have the latest iPhone in their hand or the latest car seem happy, but that happiness may be short-lived. Well, I think you're correct. Uh, as I said, back uh, in the 30s and 40s, people got, got together. They had fun with very little. They didn't have all the comforts of life that we have today. And uh, they, they enjoy the association with others. They understand... Uh, uh, you know, what it takes to get along with people. And the younger people now, it seems like they do not have the contentment. I mean, we have all the comforts. I mean, I can push uh, a button and the garage door opens. I can, I can drive a, a car down to the supermarket and I see the best in food, all the variety that there is. It's colorful. It's tasty. It's uh, 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 nutritional. And I come back home and hit a button, the garage door opens. I come into the house and uh, there's television, there's news, uh, there's comfort. You got a bathroom, we got fire and police protection. We have all of these. Very few things to worry about as far as materialistic things, but the contentment is not there. Very interesting. And you almost, uh, contentment, you define it as, as, as a very spiritual thing. I come from India and uh, you know, we, 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 we talk about happiness is should be in the heart in 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 not having too many things but but feeling the sense of gratitude for what you have is that your definition of contentment i think it is the contentment is uh, being able to appreciate just one more thing and uh, the contentment uh, can be just as a result of being appreciated one just you know the most simple thing in life 
I mean, the sun coming up in the morning, the fact that you are healthy, the the fact that you see nature and all the uh, beautiful things in creation, to reflect back on that. And it's not in the materialistic things that we have. And of course, when I was growing up, my parents would say, oh, they got all these toys, you know. And, but I think back and, you know, we had to share a bicycle uh, amongst the four of my, uh, uh, you know, siblings. But now the kids, uh, you know, there's their rooms are full of, of uh, technological devices and they got, uh, well, all kinds of toys and, and so on and so forth. But we're, we're really the ones that are spoiling them. Uh, you know, and uh, it's uh, we're chasing them, and it's uh, just like the book, uh, uh, The Greatest Generation. Um, mm. I, I I think that they were, but they had one fault, and that was spoiling the next. And I was part of that generation, and the next generation, it seems like it's you know hasn't improved, but the contentment is not there. And uh, you know, like I said, they went through a lot. Uh, a lot of these people were in life and death situations, and. And I think about the prisoners of war, the, the survivors, and, and when they're taken as a prisoner, it would be the darkest night of, of their life and uh, to be able to, to appreciate the freedom that they have. And those that survived and they hurt inside because they came back and the ones that did not come back are the, are the real heroes, the real heroes of life. Amazing, and I think we should we should take a moment to recognize all those heroes who did not come back, but you know they, they went there for a purpose, you know to to really fight for freedom. Um, I want to shift gears a little bit because you, talk, you, you, you this article ends with uh, this this idea that uh, when when you know people pass away, a, a lot of wisdom of this you know rich experience from life actually goes away, and I took that as a theme and actually built my company and my work today because there's so much experiential wisdom in the world. And if only we can find a way to have access to that wisdom for all the younger people, whether you are just starting your job or you're, you're starting your new company, if you can learn from people who have been there, done that, then there can be a tremendous amount of sort of, you know, nurturing. And when human beings are interacting for sharing wisdom, there could also be a sharing of human values. So my whole company called Mentor Cloud is, is, is sort of on that principle. Um, now, do you believe that uh, we are at a state where you know, communities and, and companies are not recognizing the wisdom of the elderly? I think, I think that that's true. I, I, um, uh, I think of the book uh, uh, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. And uh, what he basically said in, in, in his book is that to find out wisdom or find out uh, how other people found uh, meaning in life is you got to ask them. And believe me, when I was out in, uh, in North Dakota, I asked them uh, as far as uh, advice, too. And like the example, one of my exiting questions was, if your grandchildren were sitting with you at this time, what advice, if any, would you give the grandchildren? And many times it was, uh, you know, love because God is love. Uh, they talk about honesty. They talk about integrity and so on. I think they're just very deep values, very, very important. 
But then I ran across the, the one fellow early in the interviews, and, and he said, uh, I have no advice to my grandkids. Yeah, I and I said, oh. And I said, why? He says, well, he says, I let my life be my advice. And I think that's probably what I learned from uh, these interviews, too, is that people are observing you. They're watching you. You don't have to be preaching. They just watch how you live. They watch your action, your your actions and how, how you uh, treat other people and so on and so forth. But that's that's really, uh, I, I think, is the legacy that you can leave. And people observe you more so with that than what you, uh, you know, tell them. Fantastic. And in fact, you, you, when you were defining content, when you talked about the sun coming up, right, what does the sun do? It's not advertising or talking about itself. Um, it is just there, you know, providing energy and light to, the, to all of us. So that makes the, uh, that's why, you know, in our Indian tradition, the first thing we do is, you know, look, look east and, and have a sense of gratitude and, and pray to the sun god we call god because you know it's it's a sense of that it is happening regardless of whatever is happening in the world in a very consistent way um i wanted to i want to talk about in in this in this either you know during your upbringing in um, north dakota or during this you know journey uh, interviewing so many people were there were there people who you considered as your mentors who were very supportive and really stood by your side to to help you become who you are today the first one that comes to mind is mother your mother i think the mother is uh, is the uh, is the most sensitive word in the english language uh, fathers are very important too don't get me wrong but it's it's the mother who does the nurturing and the mother that uh, hugs you and uh, comforts you. And in spite of what's going on in your life, you may be going the wrong direction or they need, need to have uh, a little help. Mothers, they never, never give up. I remember in the Army in Vietnam where you would get together with the guys and then, you know, in the evenings and you gather around and you're talking about home, you're talking about things, but mother is, always seems to be the favorite topic and something about the way mother made the hot dish and uh, you know it was it was so good and and the mothers did the letter writing and uh if like i said earlier if somebody goes astray mother they'll always they'll always be there and uh so uh, and a good grandma and a good grandma I believe can solve most of the problems in the world because they, they're very good listeners. A good grandma takes things by the smooth handle. They all don't overly react. Grandmas always listen and they listen with full attention. And even though uh, maybe they're not providing any advice at, at the time, but they're there to listen. And in uh, the communications that we have in our country, uh, people have a tendency, including myself, maybe to tell your story or to, to top the story of somebody else who hasn't yet completed his story or her story. And, you know, you want to top that. But it's, it takes, it takes a, a lot of work. It takes a lot of uh, 
discipline to be able to listen, but it is so important. You have to listen genuinely as well. And when I was out there, it's one of the things that I learned from the people I interviewed is to listen. And that is hard work. Uh, I think of one person very early in my interview, he said, Jim, don't interrupt me. And I'm glad he said it. I thanked him for it because that made me realize that I was not totally listening. I had my list of questions I was going to ask. And uh, from that point on, I threw my questions away and I, I just went, uh, uh, just however I felt at the time as you feel, you know, for these people, what information they had to, uh, to uh, offer you. And they knew that you were listening as well. Well, today I didn't want to interrupt you just from that lesson that, that you just learned. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still do. I, I still need practice on it. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, you mentioned about your mom. So are, are you reminded of your, of your mom and her impact on you? I'm sorry? What's are that? you reminded of, of your mother? Uh, because you mentioned moms are very important and because of the caring. Uh, would you consider your mom as your first mentor? Oh, uh, yes, I, I do. Uh, yes, it was my, it's, it's the mother. Yeah. And all the people that I interviewed, I generally would ask them about your mom and they could go on and on and on. They could tell you exactly, uh, what they were doing at the time they heard of their mother's death or if they were with her. Uh, yeah, very, very, very tender. Yeah. Very tender. Even even with the Native Americans, and I, I've interviewed all four, five of the reservations. That that that's also a, a very uh, uh, endeared uh, subject. Mothers. Amazing, you know. I I I don't I don't know if if you know this, uh, but uh, I'm actually producing a movie called The Mom Mentor, um, because I also believe that mothers are are really who shape some of the best leaders in the world. So I, uh, my idea was to really capture those, that motherly wisdom that created some of the most impactful leaders in the world. So we did the two episodes and then the pandemic hit, but I hope to finish the documentary you know, by early 2022 and hopefully launch it on, on Mother's Day 2022. And uh, so I can't agree with you more yeah, about the importance of mothers. And I have uh, identified several you know, top business leaders, entrepreneurs, politicians who have had a positive impact on the world. And I wanted to understand how their mothers raised them. What were the observations or what were those words of inspiration that really led these people to do what they do today? So I'm really touched when you said, uh, you know, mothers are, are, are everybody's first mentors. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I really agree with you, and I, I have that personal feeling myself. And uh, in fact, if I did a, another book in which I got gray hair now, I don't know what my time span, my, my lifespan is going to be, but uh, that's very endearing to me as well. And I would like to, uh, uh, you know, pursue that, uh, another study about mothers, exclusively about mothers, Yeah. Oh, I will definitely keep you in mind for, for my mom mentor project and, uh, and see how to tell you how that, how that is evolving. Um, so in, in, um, 
uh, are there other people in the military or on this project that were very supportive that without whom you couldn't have done your project this this fantastic uh, you know dakota uh, attitude book yeah I, we've had uh, we've had very good success with the book i've given a number of presentations uh, i uh, received uh, a lot a lot of feedback from people and uh, kind of laudatory uh, response they they picked the book up and of course you can't read the whole thing at one time and the interviews were like uh, 45 to 50 minutes a piece and we had to edit the stories down and we have a caption for each one but uh, it's very very unique i think to north dakota because of the ruralness and uh, the hard work not only the hard work but the very hard work of uh, and ethics of the people that that grew up in the state and uh i just uh i appreciate them so much i think since i was from north dakota it was easier for me to interview the people because i wasn't from out of state and uh it almost felt at we as we were sitting at the kitchen table interviewing uh like i was a friend or a neighbor or you know a lost relative it, it just seemed to very it worked out so well as we sat there and 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 had coffee and uh it didn't take long at all to to warm up uh to the idea that uh you know they're going to share the information but i have a a real responsibility to the people whom i've interviewed to that i'm uh, that i'm fair and i am uh, uh you know uh represent them you know in in a in a very good manner because they're wonderful wonderful people and then you know with the confidentiality going on now it'd be very difficult to do it and i have a release from every person that i that i interviewed so fantastic and and um, i know towards the end of the interview you asked all of them what advice would they give to their grandchildren so if if a similar jim came to you and asked asked that question what advice would you give to your grandchildren jim how would you respond i'd say let my life be the example how i live how they observed me what i did what how do i react to uh, to to them and to others and i think that speaks louder than than any words it's you know it's it's not a a a thing well you know be sure to do this be sure to go to church real often or you know got to be honest all those generalities i think that uh, specifically that's what you remember and i think back of my mother who passed and 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 uh and well my little father as well and now recently a brother who to covid but it's it's how they lived their life that's the impressive part what a what a what a what a profound uh, statement there it's essentially lead by example you know live by your values by your moral principles by your habits by your beliefs and that itself is a role model for everybody else and to the next generation um is there anything else you want to share with our listeners uh, because we have a, we we, have, we are at a very unique point in time when 70 80 million baby boomers are sort of in that in a post retirement state and i worry that there is a huge body of wisdom that's going to go with them and then we have the sort of you know digital natives who are born with a cell phone and who are on facebook all the time i really worry jim about 
this you know disconnect between the generation that made the world what it is today and the generation that is coming in without a, a deep appreciation for all the sacrifices does that worry you also jim well i do but at the same time i have hope i think that uh, you know we've had crisis in the past and uh, and they uh, they overcome them they became uh, you know resilient there's going to be uh, some hard times maybe not the hard times as uh, materialistic things but uh, you know mentally and emotionally uh, uh, people need to communicate they need to continue to communicate but i have hope and i think the younger people are going to figure it out they have to they have and to. you know that's my hope Yeah. fantastic so you see, uh, i want to end and end the interview with this question um, you said you know let my life be sort of the advice to the young people so if i have a chance to observe you for a few days what would be one habit that that would catch my attention what would one thing that makes jim unique what is the one good habit that you would advise me ravi start this from today Well, to take things by a smooth handle and uh, respect for others, uh, to live a, a clean, decent life, and charity to to do something for others, and without being caught, just uh, you know, I wouldn't want to do it in an organized way, but uh, you can do something for others uh, without without other people knowing about it, and uh, in many different different ways, monetarily or or by some gesture and uh and I think it's probably appreciated both ways that uh, you know to the recipient and also the one that is a giver. So uh yeah Fantastic. I uh I know. <laughs> no, so I'm, I'm still trying to improve. <laughs> I I still you know I'm trying to get better. <laughs> I'm trying to get better. Yeah. So if I'm I can stop the foot I observe you I will I will see a gym giving I'll see a gym you know being extremely respectful of other people I I I imagine I will see a gym that is very gentle and you know nice to people and always willing to give uh, in in whatever way that you know that's possible and 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 not preach but live I just love that um do you have any questions for me you want to ask uh, before we end this has been a such an amazing conversation um that you you stand for capturing the wisdom and the stories of people who have gone through life and america unfortunately is falling out of love for the elderly and and only focusing on the young when the article talks about that uh, the the number of deaths from the vietnam war and other wars and the versus the number of deaths deaths from covid should not be compared and that was the main impetus of the article Yeah, I think uh we have to realize that uh, what we are, what's in our heart, our beliefs, our values uh is so important in our that they are instilled on in us in our youth. And it goes back to what it was like at at home, the home scene, how uh you know, how it was, uh you know, what was the family structure, the unit and uh, the friends and the family and uh being able to um to outreach and and have uh you know to be able to find your your place in life and uh have a respect for others and again back to mothers and back to uh the basic virtues of life that are important and uh we 
again, learn those from the time that we are a child. And I think we difficult to deviate from that. And we always, always come back to that. And that's what the North Dakota spirit is, I think, the North Dakota attitude. Fantastic. Um, I, I look forward to learning more about your work. I do hope you write your next book or, or do your work uh, focusing on mothers. And I want to end our interview with this on the article of, you know, Frank, Frank wrote this. And if our culture won't change from its child-centered ways, then let's each create our own small gerontocracy among the people we know before all that wisdom, all those memories, and all those lives are gone. So I encourage each and every one of, of our listeners today to take every opportunity to speak with the elderly, understand the, their hardships, their successes, their value systems, surround yourself with good people and, and really spend time in their company. And there's so much you will learn that may not be in a TikTok video or a YouTube video or a blog, but you can learn the true essence of life, the foundation on which you can lead a very successful and contented life and leave a legacy uh, that people will remember you for a long, long time. Jim, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking time and sharing with us your views on wisdom, on mothers, on stories. And I wish you wonderful health. And uh, thank you once again. Thank you. God bless. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.